What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Alright, it's Tuesday, August 21st, 2018. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? We're back with episode 151 of the G Meeker MMA show. Apologize. Massive apologies to everybody that tunes in for the show. Anybody that listens to the show, we hadn't had any new episodes in a couple of weeks. I sincerely apologize from the bottom of my heart. Definitely did, you know, affect me as well. But, like I said, the show goes on and we're here. We're here. We're recording. We're live. Episode 151, kind of crazy number, but it's all good. Like the craziest things that happened in the past couple weeks. We have a lot of interesting things to talk about, a lot of great and fun, exciting things, a lot of stuff that's happened in the world of mixed martial arts in the last couple weeks, and uh, some some breakdowns, some post some post fight breakdowns, some previews. Obviously, later on later this weekend, we got uh, James Vick taking on Justin Gaethje in the main event. Take break that down. I've been thinking a lot about James Vick. I want to talk about uh, his rise and his ascension. Um, what else do we got? Um, talk about what's been up. But we're going to talk about why I've been gone for so long. Just because I was gone. Just, just This is one thing you guys got to know. Just because I'm not on the air doesn't mean that I'm not paying attention. Because if you go to my Twitter, I'm like always active on there. You can follow me on Twitter at gmeekermma. Instagram as well at gmeeker underscore uh, gmeekermma. Um, under gmeeker underscore mma on Snapchat. If you're an avid Snapchatter, I for my, I, I for one describe myself as somebody that's addicted to Instagram, social media, Marvel superheroes. If you look at my bio, Instagram bio, that's what it says. But anyways, guys, let's not waste any time. I think UFC, where, where is it coming? Who, where are they fighting? I know it's a main event, but who? I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't give a shit. I just care about this main event. Like I said, it's been a while. I kind of feel a little rusty. But then again, it's your show. So you should be able to put together anything that you feel like you should on this episode. No pressure. There's no pressure on this podcast whatsoever. It's basically just your own podcast you it's it's your it's your platform to say whatever the fuck you feel like talking about there's no pressure obviously maybe there might be some pressure when it comes to the listeners when it comes to the people that listen to this show it comes to when it comes to that 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 may be some amounts of pressure but for me being gone for a couple of weeks you know not really you know shining when i should have been shining that's something that, that I really missed out on, you know, just being passionate about it, talking about it. I think about this persona every single day, like any time that I go into town, anytime I meet a new person, anytime I talk to somebody, I'm thinking in my head, um, I'm thinking in my head, you know, when you get to those conversations, people are going to ask what you, what do you do? What, what, what's your mission in life? What is anything like, what's your hobbies, blah, 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 et cetera. Um, and, you know, my, my dominant thought is to talk about the podcast, is to talk about what I do. I'm passionate about it. I like it. It's something I'm very, uh, very focused on. It's something I've had for a very long time. And no matter what platforms you've ended on, the fact is if podcast goes on and we get to still have a great show, 
whether it's on CastBox, whether it's on Anchor Radio, it doesn't fucking matter where we are. It just matters that we get the podcast out there. And I feel that this format, hopefully this format, is, is the one we're going to stick with currently. But we do have the GB Kermay Show on CastBox, on iHeartRadio. But if it's available just on CastBox for right now, I'm going to be, ex- I'm going to be, you know, go a little bummed out but then again you know i'm i'm just excited for i'm just excited for everyone to be to be back i'm just I'm excited to fucking be back i'm just excited to have it on a big platform like that it's an avid platform i use this platform all the time castbox is the only uh, it's the only podcasting app that i use actually to subscribe to all my podcasts you know ariel wanders may show joe rogan uh fighter and the kid john anik kenny Florian. Um, obviously in the Jimmy Kermit show, that's my own, my own, like honest platform, but I feel that that's, that's probably the, the, the premier app. Cause I, I feel like I have a huge community of people and I see a lot of people using it. Not like, not around me and stuff, but like online, I look at the amounts of attention, the amount of, uh, revenue that each and every one of the podcasts gets, you know, from Joe's podcast, Ariel Hawani's podcast, and you know, there's podcast apps out there, but I feel that I'm not just saying that because I'm using the, I'm pod, I'm using the podcast, doing the podcast, excuse me, off of it. I think that it definitely is one of the best podcast apps out there. If you have Apple Podcasts and you know you're 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 a member of the iPhone family, you don't have to worry about necessarily what podcast app you get. Unless you're that type of person, you maybe you just don't like Apple Podcasts. You may want to download Castbox. That's just my personal recommendation if you're looking for a good podcasting app. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, um, we got a main event here later on this week, and we got a great card as well stacked up. To uh, you know, it's a pretty solid card. Um, James Vick versus uh, Justin Gagey, lightweight main event. Justin Gaethje's lost two of his last fights. He's uh, holds a record of 18 wins and two losses. Two losses come to Dustin Poirier as well as Eddie Alvarez. Right, main event, Justin Gaethje versus James Vick. Co-main event, Michael Johnson against uh, Andre Feely. Courtney Casey versus Angela Hill. Jake Allenberger returns against Brian Barberina and at flyweight. We got uh, John Moraga versus Divianso Divison Figueroa. Eric Anders returns against him and Williams. Uh, I know there's a huge. There's another. There's a way more than that. Oh, I think that was just. I just read off the main card. Let me look at the. Uh, I know. Um, what's it called? Mickey Gall takes on George Sullivan. And uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of good card. There's a lot of good fights on that card. It's a solid card for a FS1 card. I think it's pretty solid. You know, I, I've been really high on James Vick the past. You know, may, maybe like a couple years now because this guy is just seemingly getting better. And you know, he's a big guy for the weight class too. So, and you know, he has really good technical skills. He's not a guy that stands in the pocket and trades and you know looks to slug with you just as his counterpart. Justin Gaethje would be accustomed to well what Justin's been accustomed to doing throughout his entire career obviously puts on the most of the cutting fights damage wise I don't necessarily think that's one of the best things for him I don't think it's one of the safest things for him and we might just see that backfire against a dangerous guy like James Vick 
and you know he's a technical striker. He's a Muay Thai striker. He's a he's a he's a, you know he's a kickboxer. He's a very talented kickboxer. You know he's had some huge wins. You know the win the win over Joseph Duffy, the win over Francisco Trinaldo. Obviously had that upset loss against Benil Dariush, but that was a while back. And ever since then he's undefeated in the UFC. I think he's like thirteen and one or something like that. Let me let's take a look at the fight card. Okay, so we talked about um, the main card. Our preliminary card premiering on Fox Sports Two is James Krause versus Worley Alvarez, bantamweight Yuri Alcantara versus Cody Sanhagen, Andrew Sanchez at versus Marcus Perez at middleweight, Mickey Gall versus Joel, George Sullivan at welterweight, and the uh, UFC Fight Pass. We got Joanne Calderwood versus uh, Kalindra Faria. I swear, man, this is like the biggest thing. Out of all, biggest thing in mixed martial arts, the hardest part is pronouncing these fucking fighters' nicknames. That's for sure. Drew Dober versus John Tuck at lightweight, bantamweight Ronnie Yaya versus Luke. Sanders, so it's a pretty good card, you know. Uh, main the main card is pretty good, you know. Obviously, Eric Anders is exciting. He's a guy with explosive power. You know, he retired Rafael Natal. John Moraga's challenged for the flyweight title. He's, he's been on a little, uh, uh, been on a little run lately. Um, Jake Alleberger, you know, that is a desperate need for a win. He is in desperate dire need for a win he looks to come back against brian barbarino you know who's not the most you know prolific finisher we have at 170 you know he's he's a scruffy guy he's a high-paced pressure fighter in my opinion you know he comes forward he has great submissions and you know i feel for jake allenberger he just got to you know put it all together you know he's got to avoid the knees he's got to use his wrestling you know if the power the power shots are there you know he can land those and i'm pretty sure jake Vintage Jake can land punches on on Brian Barberina like that, so I think definitely that's going to be a solid solid fight right there. I'm really pulling for Jake Allenberger in this fight. Um, and you know another one that caught my eye is Michael Johnson versus Andre Feely. You know Michael Johnson's boxing is his power, his speed. You know he's te- very you know his power is very tech. He's very technical and he hits really hard. You know that knockout over Glacian Tebow, it's crazy. You know and one other fight we failed to. Remember, is the fight with Dustin Poirier. And you look at where Dustin Poirier is now, and you look at Michael Johnson obviously going two separate directions or two different pathways in their career, not in a bad way. But, you know, it's a dangerous it's a dangerous fight for Feely, that's for sure. Because Andre Feely definitely is, you know, he's he's a product of Team Alpha Male. And, you know, he comes from a great camp. So be def- we, we, we've seen Feely get starched by Yair Rodriguez. And, you know, it wasn't pretty. Michael Johnson's fast as fuck. You know, he, he, he's, he's fast, he's explosive. He has knockout power for days, and it's not going to be a good night, you know, if he lands on chin of uh, Andre Feely. So... We'll get to see that fight. Uh, you know, after that, it's Woodley versus Till, I think. Um, Mickey Gall versus George Sullivan. Mickey Gall hasn't been in action since his loss to Randy Brown. His first loss of his career. You know, he's, he's has five fights. He's not he's not the most experienced guy, but he definitely is one of those prospects that do come up. But all right, let's go all the way back to the main event. James Vick, very technical. 
Justin Gaethje, you know, obviously he's a great fighter, you know, formerly undefeated, came to UFC with an undefeated record, uh, beat Michael Johnson, lost to Eddie Alvarez, lost to Dustin Poirier, but, you know, both their fights were really exciting. Both fights were really, you know, you know, back and forth, and, you know, he hurt both of those guys, and, um, and you know, he made it a fun fight, but, you know, when it comes to career-wise, is this guy is this guy just going to have a handful of losses that you know there were exciting, but he still lost. You know, there's no point. There's no there's no shame in that. I love Justin Gaethje; he's a phenomenal fighter. You know, all his fights in the UFC have been fireworks. But is it going to be enough to you know? James Vick is such a guy you can't. You can't he's not going to stand in front of you. He's not, he's not he's not going to stand in front of you. He's not going to point fight with you. Whoa. Maybe so, and this, this might be the case. You know, he might just, you know, might just be a jab or two away from finishing the fight. Because in this fight, James Vick is going to look to. I mean, you look what I just watched a fight with Joe Duffy earlier. James Vick's a killer. James Vick has been one of those guys that I've been waiting to have a main event for for quite some time. You know, I've been I've been waiting to see this guy make his rise to the top. As he, obviously, you know, his skills prove it, you know, and, and his fighting speaks for itself. But I'm, I mean, promotion wise. I mean, the UFC has all the best stars in the world. They have all the best talent. You know, it's a premier organization for fighting and, and combat sports. And, you know, you have all the top guys. You have the top 10. You know, both these guys are in the top 10. But, you know, for Gaethje, it's a really risky fight for Gaethje, you know. James Vick is like, killer you know and, and if Gaethje wins then that would be a feather in the cap for him you know all the shit talking these guys have had back and forth you know calling him a homer simpson um you know Gaethje has aside from all that Gaethje has accomplished all this shit he's accomplished a lot in his career he's done a lot and uh you know, take take nothing away from what Gaethje has done throughout his entire career. It's definitely been like second to none. Now, obviously, like I said earlier about the whole punching bag thing, about him standing in front, you know, having a bunch of losses, but they were exciting losses. It's not like he just walked in, boom, one punch KO, or just dominated and getting just mauled every single time that he fights. I mean, Justin Gaethje is going to make the fight tough regardless of who you are or who or what you bring to the table. Obviously, he's went down in his last two fights, but, you know, they haven't, you know, they're competitive, like I said. You know, he's a fantastic wrestler, too. Very, I think, Division One National Wrestling Champion. But, um, you know, he's just resorted and standing in front of them and trading in the pocket until one of them goes down. You know, if he resorts to... Um, if he resorts to using his wrestling, you know, mixing it up, you know, push, maybe put him up against the cage. You know, I, I've seen Vic a couple times up against the cage and definitely, you know, he could use his wrestling. He could use that to shut down the, uh, you know, the, the forward pressure of Vic, you know, you know, chop down those lead legs of Vic with, uh, with, uh, with some leg kicks, you know, Justin has some fucking leg kicks. Like some fucking lake stand. There's like three fucking pineapple people on the right guy. All of Um Damn, I love women. They're the best. But yeah. You know, if he, if Justin mixes it up, uses his wrestling, looks to clinch, 
Uh, you know, obviously, James Dix is a tall guy. He's a, a long guy. So, you know, getting a hold of his legs is going to be a little bit easier versus if he wasn't as big. But, you know, he's got to watch out for the knees. He's got to watch out for the clinch work. Because both these guys can hurt each other. This fight makes for fireworks yet again. But what kind of fireworks are we referring to? What what kind of fireworks do we want? Do we want to see Gaethje come out on top and prove everybody wrong? I personally do, but it's just a hard fight to put together. You know, I think that this is both these guys are fantastic fighters. These they're both great competitors, and I'd hate to see either one of them go down. Honestly, this is one of those few fights that I think that you know, I I don't know what's going to happen. No, I I do. I kind of do, but I don't when it comes to predicting stuff. You know, it's kind of like I wish both for, I wish good for both these guys, but this is a, a, a one man sport. You know, you're in there against one other man or woman, whoever you are, and you're in there to lock horns and you're in there to fight. And one comes out on top and one comes out with the loser, losing. You know, if you look at it like Justin Gaethje, you know, one and two in the UFC, one win over Michael Johnson, two losses, Dustin Poirier, Eddie Alvarez. You know, pretty brutal losses, you know, basically exploited what Justin Gaethje's best at, you know, obviously took the best shots from Gaethje, you know, weathered the storm. That girl has some fat ass titties. I like tits. We'll talk about that later too, ass and titties. That's something that came to mind. That's like the hardest question I've ever had to answer. Someone asked me if I like ass or titties better. I'm like, I don't fucking know. They're both fucking awesome and amazing. But anyways, if I had to pick, I'm going to go with the betting favorite, James Vick. But there's a little side of me that says Justin Gaethje may come out on top. But you know, overall, I'm just going to pick with James Vick. Um, Co-main event, I'm going to go with Michael Johnson by knockout. Because I don't really see Feely. I mean, Feely has great submissions as well, don't get me wrong. But if he can't get the fight there and it's stuck in a stand-up battle, I say Michael Johnson. But if Michael Johnson gets taken down by Feely, and Feely he can and get grab uh, get the mount and get him to an uncomfortable spot like Derek Darren Elkins did, he could submit him. You know, because Andre has fantastic rear naked chokes as well. So Feely, I feel like if you know if he gets in a grappling exchange, it's going to be all Michael Johnson doesn't have necessarily some of the best grappling in the world. So, sorry, I was answering a text message. Um, never do that on the I never like to announce that, but anyways, I do it. Um, but yeah, you know what's an excellent fight. Uh, I can't wait for this one. Ah, <sighs> 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 fucking tired, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, moving on. Let's go to some fight announcements. Some recently fight announcements. Uh, Glover Teixeira injured. Out of his fight with Jimmy Manoa. So now we got Tiago Maheta Santos moving up to 205 pounds to take on Jimmy Manoa in the main event. Originally, a lot of people said, you know, Glover versus Manoa. Uh, you know, if you look at what happened to Glover in his last fight, you know, not too exciting. But you look at, you turn the page to Tiago Maheta Santos, who holds a win over. A uh, man who was fighting in the main event against Vol- against Volkan Ozdemir, Anthony Smith. It was a back and forth, exciting fight. Like both these guys actually went after each other, and uh, it was an excellent, excellent contest. But now, for Smith, 
for Smith and Ozumi. That's a great fight, too, by the way. I can't wait for that one. Um, Mahata Santos will be fighting against a, a very dangerous guy against uh, Jimmy Manoa, you know, a knockout power. You know, he's a fantastic, devastating knockout artist. Devastating knockout artist. You know, he has some powerful hands. And I don't know if it's just me or if anyone else will agree with this statement, but I do th- I've, I've always thought that some of Tiago Santos's losses, you know, came from him maybe cutting too much weight because he's a big-ass dude. For 185 pounds, he's a big guy. So what I'm referring to, what I'm saying is that I feel personally that he should fight at a hundred, a 205 pounds. That should be a normal weight class for him. You know, he's a big guy. He won't have to cut too much weight for 205 pounds. And, you know, we need some blood. But I'm not, I'm saying the middle, middleweight division needs some blood. And he's a great addition to the middleweight division as well. But I feel that this could be one guy, you know, potentially could make that move up to 205 pounds as well, as did Anthony Smith and gain some serious, uh, uh, you know, Get some quality wins. Get some bigger wins. You know, obviously, like I said, weight cutting in MMA is a motherfucker. So, the, him moving up, I've always felt that would be a necessary, uh, uh, that would be a, a very beneficial thing for Maheta Santos. And what I'm, how I got to this topic is that I think that if Maheta beats Manoa and does it in an impressive fashion, that that would warrant for him necessarily probably to be ranked at 205 pounds. I think that's that's the perfect scenario for Mejeta Santos. And as I was saying, I feel that this fight is originally better than the first fight. I mean, I always wanted to see Glover and Madelon. That was a fight that I feel that, that, that should have happened a while back. But, um, you know, Glover got injured. It's funny because... Glover was supposed to fight Latifi. Latifi gets injured. Glover fights Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson beats Glover. Glover gets a main event against Manoa. What happens to Corey Anderson? So we'll talk about we're gonna talk about that as well. Um But, you know, like I said, Mahata Santos versus Jimmy Manoa. That should be a great fight. Um staying in the light heavyweight division now that I brought it up, I want to talk about Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson is one of those guys that I feel is on the rise as well. You know, obviously he's had a couple losses. You know, he's lost to some of the best guys in the division. But, you know, he's one of those guys. You know, he's always improving. He's ever improving. He's always working. I mean, for fuck's sake, look at, look at his, like, nickname, Beast in 25-8. So it's like, you know, he's past the 24-7 mark, and he wants to go f- farther than 24-7. Like, he's just always working. He's always doing something. There's always something going on, and... You know, for him, he's one of the hardest working people. You know, he consistently seems like he's got he's nothing but hard work. And if you listen to that interview, I think it was on Ariel Hawani's MMA show. That was one of the best interviews I've ever probably ever heard. You know, Corey Anderson's interview. You know how candid he is. You know how hardworking he is. You know, definitely is a deserving guy, and definitely does. You know, add some add some interesting. Uh, some inter- interesting waves to that 205 pound division because you know it's not the most solid division. Obviously, you got Glover, Jimmy Manoa, Alir Latifi, Anthony Smith, obviously Dick Champion, Daniel Cormier, Volkan Ozdemir. You got uh, uh, 
Alexander Gustafson, obviously number one contender. But I mean, obviously, you know, it was rumored. This is another rumor too, by the way. John Jones come back at UFC two thirty. And for the record, has said that John has been tested once in two thousand eighteen. A lot of people are shitting on the fact that why did he get only tested once? Blah blah blah. But definitely the you know, light heavyweight division is very stacked, and I'm curious to see where it's going to go. So. I can't wait for that one. Tiago Mejeta Santos versus Jimmy Manoa. Let's see what else. What else do we got? This is my first draft on CastBox. I don't want to go too far and have my, my heart broken. Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury is on. I'm one of the guys that wanted to see Joshua. I'm one of them probably a few thousands of people want to see Joshua versus Wilder, but since Joshua's that fight's not happening, I I'd rather I'm I'm happy with Wilder versus Fury. Fury kind of reminds me of Biz Pinkway. They both talk they talk, both talk real good shit, and uh, they both really, um, really bring it. Tyson Fury is one of the best fighters in the world. Like his movement, how awkward he is. You know, he also talks every game, but he also you know backs it up. You know, the performance against Klitschko. He just got a win, maybe like a few days ago. I forgot. I don't know the name of the guy. I don't pay attention to the guy he fought. I just pay attention to him. But yeah, he got some good wins, so that should be a good one. Deontay Wilder's very tall, very long. You know, white throws really big, long punches and stuff. You know, always uh, like long guy. So like, you know, Joshua's more of a technical boxer. I feel like, but I don't know why. What happened on that side? I mean, it's one of the biggest boxing fights of all time. Yet, why isn't it happening? Why aren't we being gifted with that? I'm not a bunch of a boxing guy, though, but, you know, I'm just giving my opinion on it. First, originally, I thought he was scared, but afterwards, I thought, you know, I'm not going to say a professional athlete is scared, especially when I haven't competed before. I have, but I haven't. Um, let's see. What else do we got, ladies and gentlemen? It's fucking good to be back, though, for sure. Like, I'm, I'm, I have missed this, guys. I have missed you guys. September 22nd will be my last fight. I can retire from the sport with my head held high. That was by Evan Dunham. He has uh, had, you know, a huge, illustrious UFC career. I mean, the fight with Hoffield Osanos is one of the fights that I look, go and look back at when Hoffield Osanos is kind of on his run towards the top. And, you know, he, he has a forward momentum that saw him beat Anthony Pettis, become the UFC lightweight champion, beat the breaks off Sony in his first title defense. You know, at back then, if there was a guy named Evan Dunham who I thought definitely won. You know, he has a, had a lot of fights, you know, on his Instagram. He, uh, he posted a picture of all his UFC fights, you know, different pictures from him, you know, the fight with, uh, who, who's that? Gray Maynard? Did he fight Gray Maynard? Yeah. And he's had a lot of good wins. You know, Evan Dunham is definitely one of the most experienced guys. You know, see Ross Pearson, I think he fought, he, uh, fought Alfredo Sanos, fought against Cerrone. Um, and he fought against, uh, who else did he fight? Uh, I think he fought. Uh, who, what's the fuck? What the fuck is his name? He's a guy who retired with a concussion. You know, never really officially announced his retirement, but he kind of walked away from the sport. Oh, it was uh, it was it was TJ TJ Grant. That was one. 
TJ Grant. Um, yeah, so Evan definitely has had a great career, lustrous career. Excited, excited to see him fight against Francisco Trinaldo. Um, that's that's one thing that I like about fighters is that certain fighters you get the special ones that they know when to retire. They know when the right time is. So you know, congrats to Evan Dunham on um, a great career and wish him all the best when it comes to uh, when it comes to his fight against Trinaldo. Okay, let's pull up some more. We still got a little bit of time left before we get out of here. We got some exciting things. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's a bummer. Noel Romero says that he cannot fight at UFC 230. Despite the announcement by the UFC, you know, there's rumors. There's rumors, there's talks, there's speculations that fights are going to happen, but the UFC jumped the gun on this one, in my opinion. You know, they jumped the gun. They officially announced it, said Romero's fighting Costa at UFC 230, Madison Square Garden. But that's not the case. Yoel Romero goes on Ariel Hawani's MMA show and says that, quote, this is from Ariel Hawani's MMA show, not copyrighted or anything, love you, Ariel. I talked with the UFC and I said, I'm not going up to 205 pounds. Maybe in the future, people need to see the belt on my body. Maybe when I get take the bell, I'll go up and fight a super fight. Um, he says that he his, his doctor said for his broken orbital that he needs to have at least four or five months to heal. So obviously UFC 230 is far from you know way sooner than four or five months. So that's an that's a fun fight though. I really wanted to see that one. Now, I wasn't really speculated. I wasn't necessarily sold on the fact that that fight was happening. Just as the Rockhold uh, Weidman 2 fight, which was, uh, you know, Rockhold did initiate that and say that he was planning on signing pretty soon. And uh, yeah, um, that, that's, uh, that, that fight is penciled in and that fight, I think, is going to happen pretty soon. Obviously, Rockhold defeating Weidman to win the title in their first meeting. Uh, now they get a chance to run it back at MSG, where Weidman has had a couple, had had has had a loss, you know, a couple of losses in New York. Unfortunate for Weidman, but you know that will be a good fight to see. So I'm really disappointed that we don't get to see the Romero versus Costa fight. Um, but you know, you get Derek Brunson versus Israel Asanya. But who could be a foe for um, one Paulo Costa? I don't know. There's no one that comes to mind currently. Okay. Artem Lobov versus... Huh? What's his name? Zabara Tukhugov. Added to UFC Moncton in October. On October 27th. That's the one that... That's the fight card that's headlined by... Uh, Volkan Ozdemir and Anthony Smith, by the way. That's a Hunter Mobile. 13 wins, 14 losses. One Volkan does. Jesus fucking Christ. Damn. To Hugov, just recently fought against uh, Hinato Moinkano in his last appearance. Snapped his nine fight winning streak. I mean, look at the greatness of Hinato Moinkano. By the way, Renato Moicano targets Jose Aldo next. Yeah, that's a big fight. That'll be a big fight for him if it does happen. I don't 
know if Jose will be interested in it because it's kind of going a step back for him rankings wise but who knows what happens it's big crazier things that happen in the sport but yeah so Loba versus uh, I think this is Habib's guys the guys on Habib's team Zubara uh, Zubara Tugs Hugov um, yeah that's one of uh, Habib's guys one of the Russians guys so it's gonna be another ignition of SPG Ireland and Obviously, Team Habib. So expect Connor to be there. Hopefully, no bullshit happens though. That's a fight. You no, know, we shouldn't have to have a problem every time someone fights. But anyways, guys, um, let's see. Anything else before we get out of here? Definitely appreciate appreciate you guys joining. I'm gonna promote the fucking shit out of this episode because the fact is it wasn't on uh, Anchor Radio. So I'm gonna. Um, I'm going to promote the shit out of this one. I'm going to share all the links for you guys. I'm going to make all the links available for every single one of you guys. Ooh, crazy one. Um, MMA fighter was choked unconscious nine, uh, for 90 seconds. Jesus, ref. Was referee trying to let someone die in their cages? And that's that's like the farthest thing from what I want to see. So, Mel Cuisal, Costa, and Rafael Barbosa met for the discourtesy of MMAfighting.com. Thank you very much. The Demolitor Fight Lightweight Belt Saturday. Demolitor? What the fuck? In Baru, Brazil. Uh, oh. Sadly, obviously, that's why. It's in Brazil. There's there's no... There's no... Uh, there's no... There's no... Um, no. I'm not surprised. That's basically what I'm going to fucking say. Um, so... Goes for the standing choke, locks in the anaconda choke. As soon as he hits the ground, twenty seconds later, Barbosa claims he told referee Emerson Pereira Saez that Costa was out. The referee stood next to the athletes for ninety seconds without checking if Costa was still in the fight. Well, as a fucking referee's job, it's it's your job to check at all times. You know, they say this before every single fight: protect yourself at all times, follow my instructions. But as referees, you should be paying attention every fucking second of the fight, paying attention every second of what's going on. If their fucking eyes are open, if their uh, heart's beating still, if they're if they're alive, if their ass is still alive, pay attention to their bitch ass. Pay attention to them. Throughout the whole fight, pay attention. Pay attention to it. And these fucking referees, man, there's some shitty stoppages, some you know, some horrible refereeing, some early stoppages, some late stoppages. It's a bunch of bullshit. You know, someone is at the point of dying, and this guy said he felt near death and near dearly calling for him. So that's a fucking scary thing. Definitely, definitely props to the. Uh, definitely glad he got out of that you know definitely should put more never let the referee ref ever again <laughs> that's for damn sure okay um one one last one one last one to promise and then we're out of here um it feels good to be back though fuck yeah it does it's fucking good to be back um Oh, this is a good one. Craig White, who is fighting Diego Sanchez. Um, the Thundercat. He says that he will happily engage Diego Sanchez in the bloodiest fuck fight at UFC 228. 
You know, Diego Sanchez, Ultimate Fighter winner, season one, has been notorious for fighting recklessly, you know, kind of throwing down like Justin Gaethje a little bit, but, you know, just absolute bloody wars and, you know, just coming after you ruthlessly and just, you know, trying to take your head off every single second of the fight. Um, Thundercat told MMA Fighting that this has got to be a Hall of Famer in waiting. And it's really a phenomenal thing to fight someone in his stature. If you guys remember Craig White, he fought Neil Magany on short notice. Lost. Obviously. You know, it's okay, though. Uh, I mean, he fought Neil Magny. Neil Magny's very talented. I mean, look at Neil. Neil has some, some quality wins in his career. Like, if you look at it, he's, he's beaten Calvin Gaston, who's fighting for the world title at 185 pounds. So, you know, he's, there's no there's no shame in that fight. I'm definitely excited for that one. Um Really curious to see how Sanchez rebounds from his own his loss from his loss uh, from his, his loss from Matt Welterweight to Matt Brown. Good, good gracious! I thought he was dead after that fight, but yeah, that would be an excellent one. Uh, that one was really too good. That last one. Let's see. There has to be something more. Um, congrats to uh, Amanda Nunes and her fiance Nina Ansarov on. Announcing their engagement. I 100% support the LGBT community. Kamar Usman says that Darren Till reminds me of Anthony Johnson constantly trying to make 170. Uh, it's not nearly that bad. You know, Anthony Johnson missed weight not only at 170, but at 185 pounds, I think. I think he missed weight at 205 pounds, too. So you can't continuously uh, say that. Dana White says he's not interested in a super fight between George St. Pierre and Habib or uh, against... Ah! Dana White's not interested in super fight between George St. Pierre and Conor McGregor. So basically the winner of McGregor versus Habib. Dana's not interested in seeing George fight them at 155 pounds. You know, I, usually when Dana said stuff, says stuff, it's usually backwards. So, you know, when he says that, he really is interested. He knows for damn sure that would be some fucking huge, 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 huge ratings. Mm. That would do some huge ratings for the UFC, and I definitely think that would, that would, be, that would be a hell of, hell of some fights. Habib versus George St. Pierre. Conor McGregor versus George St. Pierre. So if all both these fights look, look like that would be pretty fun. Either one, it doesn't really matter. But, um, yeah, well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you guys for joining me here on this episode of the G Meeker MMA Show, episode 151. It's going to be weird, like I said, because, like I said, that it's not going to be on, it's not going to be on Anchor Radio, but like I said, I'm going to post the links constantly. I'm going to, um, I'm going to get everybody and, uh, make sure everybody knows the links and knows how to find the show. And once again, we'll figure out what's going on with the anchor radio, and we'll do a couple of test runs, and not be too upset when the when they end after that, you know, because you know I'll do like a whole fucking show, and it won't get posted because of something on their side or something that I'm doing. I don't. I'm pretty sure I'm not doing anything wrong. Damn, she was fat ass too. Um, but yeah, we'll get we'll get all that squared away. You guys know where to find me at GMeekerMMA on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Snapchat if you're ever on there, at gmeeker underscore MMA, facebook.com slash gabybaby123. For past episodes of G Meeker MMA Show, for anybody 
visit iHeartRadio. Click on over the right-hand tab, podcast tab. Search G-Maker MMA Show or on Spotify. Find us on Spotify as well. Google it. If you can't find it on the app, Google it. I guarantee you will find it. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, we're, on, we're going to be on CastBox for right now until I figure out how Anchor is going to continuously work and the kinks and every screws, all the screws inside and out. But we will be back next week. Jamie Kevin out, baby.